0: You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike, Pensacon, New Jersey. For more information, visit us at CircleofHope.net. How many years did we wait for the one? Waiting for you, and now you have begun. It was a long time between the promises of the Old Testament prophets and John the Baptizer. It was a really long time. How many years did we wait for the one? (laughs) Hundreds of years at least, you might say. But, but you could also say forever. Since the beginning of time, we've been waiting for the one. How many years did we wait for the one? Billions of years. The whole cosmos pushed in this direction for billions of years. Time, space, light, matter, life, human minds and hearts. All these things in their processes of maturation. All of it, all of it, all of it. Everything moving towards this purpose. How many years did we wait for the one? Waiting for you. And now you have begun. Now you have begun? Wait, now is now? How do we wait in the discomfort of that change when it's finally upon us after such a long time? When everything we were waiting for is here, but it requires us to now change too. Can we step into the new now? That last step can often be the hardest. When the discomfort of change is upon you, will you act? Will you get in the water with John the Baptizer? Will you repent because the kingdom of God is near? It's so near you can taste it. When when the seismic shift at the center of the cosmos is now happening, are you going to let it happen to you? Even if it will not be completely pleasant? Even when it changes? They're working on some, something with that. <laughs> Even when it changes who and how you are comfortably you. How do you wait when the discomfort of change is upon you? Sometimes something takes so long to happen, we forget why we were waiting. Sometimes the wait is so long, the only thing we're hoping for is that the waiting would be over. The the thing we hope for gets lost in the mix. Has that ever happened to you? Like when the pregnancy is so long, you forget about the baby. Has that ever happened to you, Sarah? I I can imagine moments. I've never been pregnant. But being pregnant is hard. The the, the difficulty of it. We might just want that to be over. Or maybe uh, when the dream job takes so much blood, sweat, and tears to get through, you've been on the grind for decades and you finally get somewhere where you want to be you can't even enjoy it because the grind ground you down and the you that dreamed it isn't there anymore or maybe when the friends finally show up for the party and you've spent all day or weeks cleaning your house and getting the menu ready and all the snacks and you're just exhausted and you can't even enjoy them you're not, you know you just want them you're just ready for them to go home so you can go to bed <laughs> when was the last time you were on a roller coaster here's my main image i'm talking about roller coasters today y'all when was the last time you were on a roller coaster? It's been a long time for me, but I remember. Anybody here not been on a roller coaster ever in their life? Never on a roller coaster? Donna, never on a roller coaster. Good for you. <laughs> but you have waited in line, because that's what I want to talk about. Uh, last time I, I was on a roller coaster, I think it was uh, in Disneyland. It was Splash Mountain. And this was a long time ago, before they had like the, the fast pass where you could like schedule your time. This happens now in Disney. uh, But uh, I was waiting for so long. And when I'm waiting, it can be really, really frustrating for me. Waiting is incredibly frustrating. Sometimes the line is so long that you can't even see the finish line. You don't even know what you're waiting for. With every step, you're straining your neck around the corner. Where does this line even end? And if someone in front of you doesn't move forward so you can crane as much as your potential, You're like, move! This lot, this needs to, I need to see! Get it, get going! You know how this is. Might even happen just on 130 right here, if you're trying to get home. And then on the, but then on the roller coaster, when you finally get somewhere, you're actually, oh, you're not even close. Because then they put the, the switchbacks in there (laughs) with the chains. And, and you get lost in this maze, and you don't even know which direction you're going. Where's the goal? What's gonna happen? Am I ever gonna get on this ride? And so for me, in that frustration, I can't make the line my thing because I'm gonna be murdering the people in front of me the whole time. And my neck's gonna be sore from craning. That's just how I am. So I got When I'm in line, I gotta pretend I'm not in line. I gotta, I gotta like the the line is part of the ride. I'm t- I gotta, I gotta talk to my friends. We're just here. There's nothing about to happen because. I can't survive that for a whole two hours. So we're just chatting, and if I'm there by myself, I'm gonna make friends. And we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pass the time together. I can't focus on getting to the end because that would be miserable. The line is, is this metaphor for, for Advent, I think. It's that level of concentrated waiting that we're doing here in this season. Is anything ever going to happen? Are we going to arrive at the end of this line? We're tuning into that anxiety. We're paying attention to how we wait. Not just saying, oh, I'm waiting and trying to do it on purpose. But what does that look like for me? How, do, how does this person wait for something to happen? Because it's probably in a similar way that you're going to be waiting for Jesus to come in and inhabit your life and, and require you to change. We're tuning into that anxiety and we know that we're very distracted. We know that we, we, we have many tools to not be in the wait. Can we be conscious of the waiting? Can we remember that there is indeed a fun ride at the end of this line? Even, even as we cope with the regular frustrations of expectation, the line is not our life with God. Jesus is coming to us. Jesus is here With us, God with us, and whatever adaptations we have made to survive the line, now's the time to let them go. And that's hard. When John the baptizer comes on the scene, busting through the door like Scott did earlier, the people of Israel have been waiting for a long time. Their line was so long that their adaptations are really strong. Their adaptations are a way of life. Their adaptations for surviving the wait are like a cultural institution. They're defined by this waiting in in a very powerful way. It's their way of life. It's been so long that the status quo could be that nothing new will ever happen. The prophets had come and gone, making promises about some prince of peace, mighty counselor, son of God, an anointed one, a messiah a ruler who will set everything right. But they're gone. The later prophets were in Babylon speaking to an exiled people who had been cut off from God, it seemed to them. They thought it was over. They had been ripped out of the land of promise. And uh, their connection to God seemed to go with that. The temple, which was the center of their connection to god had been destroyed by that empire and so now they feel totally disconnected they're in a foreign land they don't know if every anything is ever going to be right but it is they get to come back they do get to be in the land of promise the 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 land of israel the promised land but it's under the rule of empire after foreign empire From then on, there's a little brief stint of Jewish rule, but only like a hundred years. So they are, they are kind of stuck in this way of being, they're waiting for the one who would restore all Israel, but that was a long time ago. They'd been scattered, um, their, their homeland was never the same, and they, they didn't even all come back. They started creating a life in other places, all over the Mediterranean world, around around that big sea in the center of Europe and Africa, the Mediterranean. That's where they were. They were surviving. And when John the Baptist shows up with uh, the spirit of Elijah, that's how he comes, calling them to turn back to God because the kingdom of God is near, not everyone can believe it. And do you blame them? There had been many people like John pre- preaching repentance, uh, but nothing came of their movements. A handful of rebels here, a few hermits there. But when John comes on the scene, there's something different about him. This spirit of Elijah, the, 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 this major power seems to be coursing in him. He even dresses like Elijah. You know, you know that John wore camel skins and a leather belt. That's exactly how Elijah is described in 2 Kings chapter 1. He he's doing a he, he's dressing up just like you were dressing up, Scott, as John. John is dressing up like Elijah. When John comes on the scene, it's like we've finally arrived at the head of the line. And we only need to hold out just a little bit longer. When you're in that moment, do you wait for the front seat? Are you a front seat waiter? <laughs> I always admire people like you, Tom. I always, yeah, we've waited this long. Just wait a little bit longer. You know, you go to like the front the front little corral and you wait for a few more times around uh, so you can get that spot, be right at the front. I think that John the Baptist is a front seat kind of guy. I'm not. I just want the wait to be over. Get me out of this place. Okay, that was fun. <laughs> it wasn't. I have a, I have a feeling that John wants the full effect. He's a full effect kind of guy. So he's going to wait for the front seat. Doing Advent together with John the Baptist, it, it, it's the full effect. Like this season, we're not just going to eat cookies until Christmas. We're going to make something. We're going to do something specific. We're tuning into our waiting. That's kind of the full effect for Advent. You know, you're, you're in the front car. You're the first to know. And, and then, you know that something is really happening. All the promises of the line were true and the wait continues. Even when you're actually like strapped into the ride, the waiting keeps going. Click, 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 click. We're going up. Click, 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 click. Something is going to happen. Click, 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 click. Coming out of the terror of that line and your nerves are already frayed so the clicking keeps going. Click, 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 click. Gosh, are we ever going to make it up this hill? Click, 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 click. John the Baptist, he's in the front car with his hands up. Click, click, click. And then the clicking finally stops and there's that moment where you can feel it in your body that you're actually getting on top. And John's at the front of the of the car. He's looking down, smiling with his hands up. Woo! That's Advent time, right? We're right at the top of the hill. You can feel it in your body that we're Getting somewhere, something's about to happen. John the Baptist is the representative this week for that moment when the clicking stops and the people at the front, they're already screaming. <laughs> but you're back here tr- trying to get into it. That's what we're doing. And it can be very uncomfortable, that moment. Uh, especially if you're, if you're not prepared. Oh, crap, I'm on a roller coaster. <laughs> I have that some of you feel that way. It's been a long time since I've been on one, and I think that's how I'm going to feel when I go again. Oh, man, why did I do this? <laughs> Something actually happened. It's all true. We really are headed somewhere. Now is now. And I'm going to have to change. Like, my body's going to get rattled around. Something's happening here. When John shows up on the scene, some people have forgotten the plot. They got lost in the line. They don't know what they're waiting for anymore. They've stopped anticipating and just started living their lives. Adapting to hopelessness or maybe just lowering their expectations. Maybe I'm not going to get killed by the empire today. That'd be good. Not daring to hold out hope for the best or even better is where they're at. Many of them. Certainly they're not all doing the same thing. But you can imagine being there. You're there right now. Because as I said, the line was hundreds of years long for the people of Israel. The line was billions of years long for the cosmos. It's all coming together now. It's all been for this moment. God is born in human flesh. Everything has changed. And now we must change with it. And that change is hard. And John the Baptist brings a hard message too. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Turn around. Change everything. Get ready. It's time to go. The Lord is ready. You got to move. Will someone read what, what John's talking to people about here in Luke 3? John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What then shall we do? The crowd asked. What then shall we do? God's promise to Abraham, the father of all Israel, was that his ancestors would outnumber the stars and that the nation that would come out of him would have the purpose of blessing all the nations. And now it all makes sense. Now we know that Jesus is the door through which all those nations of the world, all of humanity, would enter into that blessing. But these people who who come to John had been beaten down for so long. They had lost hope and found it somehow. And they lost hope and found it somehow again and again and again, so many times that it was hard to remember what they were meant to do. What was this all for? You know that feeling, right? Their blessing was meant to bless. John reminds them that this is much bigger than just them. It's time to act. It's time to respond and produce the fruit they were meant to produce. It's time to remember who you are. Remember what you're waiting for. Get on board with what God has been doing since the beginning. The stones are ready for it. Are you ready to be a part of it too? Are you ready to ask with the crowds, what then shall we do? Even if it means we must change our whole lives, even if it means we must see the whole world differently, even if it means we must act as if the, as the new world requires us to be new in it. What do you do when now is now? How do you wait when the discomfort of change is upon you. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. This is First John, y'all. First, first chapter of John. He was with God in the beginning and everything that was made was made through him. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of humankind. And it's been moving in this direction since the beginning. This is what everything is for. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He was sent as a witness to light, to that light, that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And and the world, though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, and his own did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, not born of natural descent or human decision or a man's will, but born of God. The word of God became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. We are those receiving Jesus now. We are those recognizing Jesus now. The opportunity to become and take our rightful place as God's children is now. We have seen his glory. We receive Jesus again now in Advent. How is it new now? What new fruit are we producing in keeping with our continued transformation? Are we caught up in the beginning of all things, here at the beginning of all things again, with Jesus? The people responded to John's fiery message asking, what then shall we do? That's the right question. We must act. We must move when the Lord is ready. We cannot carry on with life as if it has not changed though we are acknowledging how easy it is to do that the weight of the weight the w-e-i-g-h-t of the w-a-i-t makes the end of the waiting uncomfortable even scary we've been doing this for so long i don't know what else to do nothing new is going to happen it's all the same we need to mark the change something has changed it takes something drastic, something new to accept our calling and to embody the light that is the life that is Jesus in us and to not turn back. Years ago at a love feast, our old friend Lena wa- was telling her story of transformation with Jesus, and she was saying how she struggled with the extract- abstraction of her faith. It's all, it was all in her head, this concept These ideas about God, and she wanted to believe them, but it all seemed not real enough. What was it all for? What what's the point of this? But the glimmers of the light started to poke through and and she wanted to trust them, so she got baptized. And I remember this, this is why I brought this story up. She said so enthusiastically after being baptized in in October in the Wissahigan Creek, and it was super cold. And she's, you know, she's telling the story of her, this abstract concept um, that she's now trying to embody actually in real life right here in front of us all. And she says oh, that I got baptized today in a freezing cold October Creek. And, and this is the part I remember, she said, with tears in her eyes. And there is nothing abstract about baptism. John's wisdom that Lena knew by experiencing it is that we must act. In response to God's arrival. Jesus came in a body. We are in a body. We gotta do something. We gotta move. We need to market. It. it. needs to be real. It's not real enough. Go scratch something off of a piece of glass. You gotta do something. We need that. Otherwise, we get caught in the line. We forget about it. We've adapted to what is. To hold on to that hope takes, takes doing. We're doing kind of people. Our faith just can't just happen in our head. We have to get on the ride and get jostled. What does it look like for you right now? What does that look like? How can you remind yourself of what you're waiting for? What has it all been for? I think it helps to pay attention to how you wait. Like really break open your waiting and look at what do I do when I'm in line for something or when I'm trying to reach a goal and it's taking a long time. Or when someone's coming back and I can't wait. When John the Baptist is telling you, now is now. It's time to move. What do you do? When you receive something really new, because I think you will, and I think you are receiving something new now. Can it even fit in your life? Is there any room? Or is your life too full for change? (laughs) Is there any time to wonder what's next? Or do you already know? Have you already decided? Is it certain? And is it boring? And is it gonna be the same? Advent is a time to remember what we're waiting for, the fullness of time, the beginning of time, coming to its apex, getting to the top of what we're for, and getting on, getting on board. I think that if we give ourselves time to reflect, I think that if you make some time, you'll see it. You'll know what it's for. Even if all these rhetorical questions are kind of falling on you like, uh, yeah, you're saying, you're saying that stuff right now. Even, give yourself the space. It doesn't all have to happen right now. But if you make some space, and we're going to give you some, uh, a tool even to make some space with a candle and a candle holder, we're going to do a little ceremony here at the end to, to help you wait, and to make some space for the newness to actually fit (laughs) into your life. Confessing that we haven't figured it all out is harder than getting along and not asking the question. Simple fact. You don't have to feel bad about this. This is how we are. It's easier just to get along. That's why John's shouting at you about cutting you down with an ax and fire. We got to wake up. We're we we're just as asleep. We're just we're not producing the fruit. There's no room in our life for what God's going to do. That's true in some ways for you. Make the space for it. And how might you mark the change so that you know who you are and you know that there's room. We know that we're 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 prone to default back to what is most comfortable. Yes, we go back, we cope. We adapt. It's actually one of the more beautiful things about humanity that we can get through this mess. But can we trust long enough when the change happens to to start the next level of waiting? Can we we move and not move back? John is calling us now again. The kingdom of God is near. Are you going to change? The Lord is ready. Are you going to move? Because you have seen the glory of God the glory of the one and only Son. Mark that. Don't forget that. Be who you are and be who you are next. And ask now, what then shall we do? Let me pray and you can talk back. Yes, you are here among us, God with us. We have seen your glory help us know that again, help us see it anew again so that we can make space for the new creation coming into its fullness now in us, in this community, in Pensacola, in South Jersey, in the whole Philadelphia region, in the Delaware River watershed, in the whole world, in the whole cosmos. All, all, all is in you and you are in us and we are Receive that with the trepidation that is appropriate for that. And we want to be your children, Lord, and you want us. Show us your love, as always. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect dropdown at circleofhope.net